That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch and shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass ball! Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. 122 to 114 is your final. The Jazz fall in the bubble to the Dallas Mavericks. This is your Jazz Game Night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson with you on today's postgame. Gordon, let's start things out by checking out your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company, your, uh, Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Uh, today, the Jazz shot 47.5% from the field and 457 Percent from three, 21 of 46. Uh, 21 is a regulation three-point record for this Jazz team, by the way. They were led by Jordan Clarkson, who had 18 points. All of that damage done in the first half. Rajon Tucker had 17 coming off the bench. Emmanuel Moutier with 14. George Niang with uh, 13. Mike Conley had nine again in the first half uh, only. Joe Ingles with seven yeah, Joe Ingles had seven assists and seven points in 13 minutes. Really not bad. But, uh, Gordon, I, I don't think a victory was the ultimate goal in this game today. No, and whether it should have been or it shouldn't have been, uh, I guess depends on how the Jazz end up uh, as far as their playoff positioning goes. But you're right. I mean, everybody knows what's going on here. Arresting players, and they're giving other guys a chance to see what they can do. And did you notice, uh, the, the, catch me if I'm wrong on this, because when Quinn Snyder was asked about some of the young players and whether their their capability or ability to step in and play with some of the frontline guys in the playoffs if they are needed, he mentioned Maya Oni and he mentioned uh, JB, who is Jarrell Brantley. Did he mention Rajon Tucker? Um, I don't know if he specifically mentioned Rajon. I- I, I didn't hear him mention him, and, and Tucker scored 17 points, and uh, Jarrell Brantley uh, was not efficient offensively in this game tonight. Uh, he scored three points. He was one of what was he one of seven from the floor, and he had three turnovers. But what is <laughs> what is Quinn looking at more than any other thing with these young players? Defense. Defense, man. Defense. It's always defense because he knows on the whole, if he's going to have him in the game with some of the top rotational players, then those points, chances are they're going to come from somewhere else. He wants these guys to shut their opponents down. And if they would just listen to me, Jake, they would increase their chances to get in the, in the, in the get playing time. I mean, how many times do I have to say it? Well, I mean, everybody should listen to you at all times, Gordon. <laughs> I just, I do. I know Quinn well enough to know exactly. I don't know everything he's looking at because his his brain is pretty multifunctional, looking at all kinds of things. But I know he cares deeply about the way the young guys play D, and uh, and that's what they're trying to do, as they should. But Tucker tonight, with the seventeen points, like you said. And uh, four or seven from the floor, but uh, 
didn't warrant a mention unless I unless he was mentioned and I didn't hear it. And I, I, I want to make that clear that I might not have heard it, but I I did not. Well, Tucker did have a career high 17 points and he is uh, uh, meeting with the media right now in Orlando. Let's listen in. All right, Ray John, we'll start with a question from Ryan McDonald, Deseret News. Ray John, what's it like uh, being put in a situation where you don't play a whole lot uh, for for a lot of the seasons with the Jazz, and then all of a sudden you're you're playing major minutes out there? What's that like? Um, as a basketball player, you know you always just gotta stay ready and uh, do whatever you can to uh, help the team out whenever you need it. So. Um, you know, that's what happened tonight. Uh, just uh, you got to step up when your name is called. Thanks. Next is Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Ray John. Sorry, I just hopped on, so I apologize if you've been asked this already. But what's it been like kind of getting an opportunity these last few games to be out there, you know, closing closing some games out in tight situations, kind of, you know, being out there with the game still in the balance? Um, you know, it's good. Uh, you know, you always have to go through those uh, situations. We uh, go through those situations in practice uh, where we kind of have to either come back or hold the lead. So um, just as a basketball player, it, it really helps uh, just just your rhythm and your flow of the game and just getting that experience. So it's great. Next, we have Christian Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Rajon, good to see you out there today. Um, I, I just want to know more about your conversations that you've had with the team, the coaching staff, and I know you and Don are, have been pretty tight about making the most of your minutes and kind of the message that you're getting from these these other guys. Oh, for sure. Uh, just really stay active on defense. Um, be out there to guard the best players whenever I'm out there. Uh, make them take tough shots, you know, frustrate them a little bit. Um, just being that uh, defensive pest on the team and, you know, do what I do on the offensive side when the uh, time is needed. All right, we'll, we'll go to Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune then. Hey, Rajon. So in talking to Quinn these last few days, he's mentioned, you know, kind of taking an opportunity to throw you guys out there and see what works in terms of kind of redeveloping the bench as a result of, of Boyan being out. Have you guys, like, talked amongst yourselves about, you know, recognizing that this is an opportunity to – you know, potentially earn a role in a playoff series that's upcoming. Do you, is, has that been on your mind or, or are you just going out there and playing as the minutes come? Uh, yeah, for sure. That was definitely um, a mindset of, especially the rookies uh, coming into the, uh, into the bubble, just to stay ready, uh, prepare yourselves um, because you, you never know what can happen. Uh, injuries happen, uh, God forbid, uh, anything so we just stayed on each other make each other better in practice and just wait for our names to be called all right Kristen do you have one more one more quick one um has there been anyone on the team in particular that's been a mentor to you that's been helping coach you and guide you um really kind of sort of everybody you know I talked to Joe about different things uh I talked to Mike about uh, different things. Donovan helps me out. You know, I've known him since high school. Uh, I talked to Royce just off his defensive tactics. Uh, Rudy talks to me. So just this whole team is one big family. So we all kind of chip in where we see things and, you know, you take it as you go. Thank you. Right, thanks for your time, Ray John. For sure. Appreciate you guys. 
All right, there you go. That's Rajon Tucker, who again had a career high 17 points in the game today as the Dallas Mavericks beat the Jazz 122 to 114. Gordon, you alluded to this, but let's get to the points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go Serta or visit certapro.com. That's Serta uh, Pro Painting. Serta with a C. We do painting. Uh, you do life. Gordon, looking at the points in the paint, the Jazz outscored 58 to 28. And that's, you know what, that's going to be a byproduct on, on taking so many threes. I mean, they took 46 three-pointers tonight. And also with your, your best uh, guy at getting buckets, maybe outside of Rudy, getting buckets at the rim, Donovan Mitchell not playing, probably had an effect on that as well. But that's a really low number. Yeah, we've seen some uh, problems in that regard with the Jazz. So just like Quinn said, that's something they're going to have to address. Uh, they can't give up that many. I understand that if you're emphasizing the three-point shot on some occasions that uh, your number might go down a little, but that's far too many to give up. Well, and of course, uh, the Boban factor. guy's a monster. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did he end up with 20? Uh, yeah, he might be my favorite player in the league. <laughs> I love that what, guy. What makes him so? Because he looks like a supervillain, and he played one in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't even remember the John Wick movie. We talked about it in the pregame. Is that right, Alex? <laughs> John Wick three. He played the the super villain. I think that's yeah. awesome because he looks like he should be playing like a Bond villain. You would like uh, the villain. Uh, he had twenty nine though. He had he had a nice game yeah. and he had some he nice did. moments against Rudy too. Yeah, he did, and that's uh, I noticed that as well. And of course, Rudy didn't play much later on, but uh, yeah, it was. They're going to have to address the defense in the playoffs. We know how sometimes the intensity cranks up and the physicality cranks up a little bit. And to be able to stop teams down low, you almost have to, or else you're going to get dunked on a whole lot. And that's not good in that setting. No. So uh, the Jazz fall today, uh, Gordon, and points in the paint certainly were uh, were an issue. But uh, as you talked about right there, I think if they would have – you know, played their guys. Uh, <laughs> that might have been just a tad bit different. All right, we'll get you more sound from the locker room coming up right around the corner. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson. We'll have more coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. They fall tonight or this afternoon to the Dallas Mavericks, 122 to 114. Gordon, let's check out the assist feature. Proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season. Larry H. Miller Dealerships donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. Jazz have uh, really strung together some games, Gordon, where they've piled up a bunch of assists, and uh, today was no different. Uh, they had 28 total assists. Joe Ingles had seven in only 13 minutes, which is really remarkable. Emmanuel Moutier had four. A couple players with three. Rudy Gobert had three. Uh, Justin Wright-Foreman had three. Um, let's see, Royce O'Neal with two. Mike Conley with two. But it seems like uh, that assist number has been really good over the past two or three games. Yeah, and what happened when Joe was sharing the ball like that? Good things happened to the, the Jazz. Uh, the offense as, was working. Yeah, Yeah, the way they were doing it by the way let me just uh say that uh apparently our friend jabba he uh he tweeted and he said quinn talked 
about really liking the energy Rajon brought to the floor. So, oh, there you go. I must have missed let's that. Make that. Thank let's you, make Jabba. that clear. Jazz fan twelve thousand on Twitter. Thank you. Jabba. Yes, we appreciate it. And by the way, his answer to the question about who had been instructing him and who had had a positive influence on him was perfect. It was a perfect response. If you heard that, he essentially gave everybody on the team credit for helping him. Beautifully done. Wisely done. Well, yeah, you got to kiss up to the people playing if you want to play more. (laughs) Well, we can talk about guys like Tucker and some of the others all day long, but the real usefulness in this game today, in my opinion, Jake, was the way guys like George Niang got it together the way uh, Jordan Clarkson got it together. The guys who are really going to have an impact on this team moving forward uh, did so. And that that was really big. I mean, George has really struggled, and uh, he found the range today. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the, the Jazz just don't seem as a team like they're really going to overexert themselves for the, the opportunity to play the Rockets again. I know everybody out there is talking about tanking, and I honestly think the situation is so convoluted. Intentionally losing a game actually doesn't make any sense because there's about a zillion things that could happen out of your control that would dictate who you play. So I, I do believe that health and I've, I've said this for a while now you know the jazz are not going to get out of the first round unless they are 100 percent healthy being down bogdanovich and and having guys fresh go into those playoff series i do think should be a priority for this jazz team and i, I think that's what we saw today but but the internet is a buzz about tanking and avoiding this and avoiding that and uh, i would guess that they don't want to play the rockets again in the first round if they had their choice but i don't think it's in their control enough to be intentionally losing games. Does that make does that make any sense? Perfect sense. Perfect sense. Especially since the other options aren't that great either. <laughs> yeah, well, you want right. to play the Clippers in the first round? Is that what you want? Or even the Nuggets who are really good. Or Oklahoma City who just put a beat down on the Jazz last week. So, I mean, you're right. There's just not, there's not the team you point at and go, ah, that one. Well, I mean, we talked about it with Locke. And the teams who can disrupt the Jazz's offense are teams that are difficult for the, for them to, to face. And that includes the Rockets with their switching. That includes, uh, and the Rockets aren't exactly a mighty defensive club. It includes, certainly includes the Clippers, and it includes, based on what we saw the other, uh, the other day against uh, the Thunder, that team has some capability in that regard, too. So there are no sweet options there. there, there there's absolute. You're 100% right. And even the weak defensive team that you mentioned, Houston, the style of defense that they play right. really disrupts what the Jazz do offensively. So even when they don't have, say, Kawhi Leonard or somebody that can, can uh, or even a Lou Dort who can take the, best, the other team's best player out of the game or at least limit them severely, they play that switching mess, which – uh, which totally um, bogs down the the ball movement and the blender and what the Jazz want to do. So, I mean, if there are no good options out there, well, who cares who you're playing? And you better have your guys 100% ready to go when you play. It makes right, a lot and of that's sense. Something, that's something that they can control at least within reason, not completely because you never can. But I, I just, what I hope doesn't happen is that they play some of these younger players and they lose some games that they might otherwise have won and then they end up playing a very, very difficult opponent in the first round, like the Clippers. I mean, that could conceivably happen, and that would be difficult for the Jazz if it, if it does happen. However, 
uh, as I mentioned to Locke, uh, if they were to play a team like that in the first round and somehow find a way to win, that would make a big splash around the league. And right now, the Jazz aren't viewed as a team that would make a splash. No, no. In fact, uh, right now, the Jazz are the team other teams want to play. Right. Because they're missing their second-best offensive player. And they're not a particularly deep deep team. So it wouldn't surprise me if Denver tried to kind of mirror where the Jazz are. And they haven't exactly shown. Yeah, they haven't shown otherwise in the bubble so far. So, yeah, that's, that's all part of the games that are being played right now. All right, let's go back to Orlando, where George Niang is chatting with the media. Hey, George, how are you? I'm doing good, Mad Dog. How are you doing? Good, good to see you. All right, we're going to go ahead and get started on this. We've got first question will be from Chris, uh, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. George, it's so good to see you guys mastering the distance uh, today, the three ball. And how good is it for you to find your rhythm in the bubble now? Sorry, Joe Ingles is at the knob. Um, you know, it actually, you know, it, it feels good to get it going from three. Obviously, me personally, uh, you know, I was struggling a little bit. Um, so to start connecting uh, on threes was was really huge. And uh, I think uh, the whole team is doing the same thing. Uh, we're doing a great job of making threes and, and taking threes. So I think that's huge for our success. And uh, going forward, I think it's going to be key for the playoff games. All right, next question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. George, uh, obviously the main rotation guys pulled early tonight. The the younger guys kind of thrown out there to see how they could do in, in a in a close game. Um, and that leads to a third consecutive loss. Are you guys at all concerned about momentum now being one game away from the playoffs, or, or are you just more concerned with, you know, trying to work things out as best you can in terms of getting the rotation settled, seeing what the younger guys can do? Um, you know, I, I think those, those, those we have pretty much, you know, everything, you know, figured out. I mean, uh, you know, I don't – I'm not in on making the decisions whether guys are resting or I'm not in on if guys need rest or are injured or anything like that. I just go out there and uh, do my job, and if my number is called, I go out there and – and play the game. I don't think, you know, you need to be worried about having momentum going into the playoffs. I think these guys and, and myself in this locker room know the magnitude of the playoffs and, you know, what it means to be in the playoff and what it means to be in the jazz and be in the playoffs. So I don't think you can put too much into that. Um, you know, guys get dings and nicks and need to sit out. And like I said, I'm not in on those meetings, so I don't know how they're feeling. All I can do is focus on how I feel and go out there and control what I can control. All right, next question, Tony Jones, The Athletic. Uh, George, um, you know, your, your shot wasn't falling earlier in the bubble, but it's been falling of late. You know, is it, have you done anything differently or is it just the same repetition and, uh, in, in, you know, you're starting to, starting to see it fall a little bit? For me, it was just getting the rhythm. Uh, you know, obviously I came in, uh, and wasn't shooting the ball great. Um, and, you know, it just took time for me to just get adjusted, you know, and just relax and get back to, you know, the feel and flow of the game, how I was playing, you know, before the season uh, was paused. Uh, so once I got back to that feeling and, and kept getting reps with practice and shoot arounds, uh, you know, everything seemed seamless. And now I'm out there playing as confident as I was when the season stopped. Obviously, 
you know, the ball's not going to go in every time, but, you know, when you're getting up there and shooting with confidence, uh, the ball seems to go in a, a, a little more. Okay, last question we have from Sarah Todd Deseret News. Hey, George, good to see you and not to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> good to see you too, kind of. Well, yeah, um, you know, you're used, you're familiar with having to work and earn your minutes and get to a place where you're in the rotation. And so I'm wondering kind of what you've seen from a mental standpoint and then also their skill level on the court from these young guys that are getting more time on the court, like especially Mie, Jarrell, Rajon. Uh, yeah, I'll just focus on the young guys. Uh, those guys are tireless workers. Um, you know, when we're just finishing up practice, you know, they practice with us and continue to work and play three-on-three three and two-on-two. Two. And I'm just so happy, you know, for Mie, Jarrell, Justin, Rajon, um, Jawan, Nigel, um, all those guys, because they've worked endlessly for their opportunity and they're really capitalizing on it. And uh, those guys are fearless. Um, they don't care who you are. Uh, they'll run through a, a brick wall. And I'm so proud of them and, and so happy to be on this journey with them because it, it's amazing to see the growth that they've that, that they've shown uh, since the beginning of the year. And they get to do it, you know, on television, on the on the biggest stage. And I think those guys are proven to not only the coaches and us and the rest of the world that they're ready to be tossed in at any moment at any time. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks, George. Thank you. That was George Niang. George today, four of four from three, Gordon. Four of five from the field total, 13 points, played 15 minutes. And we talked to George, was it two weeks ago or last week? Yeah. And we talked to him about making his threes. And he said, if I'm not making my threes, then I'm pretty much, uh, you know, not valuable out there. And four for four, I think you'll take that in 15 minutes from George Niang. And what did he say the key was for that to happen? He, I've heard it so many times from so many different players and I believe it to be absolutely true, the word confidence. And uh, he got it going, and he got his confidence, and he was making his shot, and he was getting into rhythm, and that's what you have to do. The key is finding the confidence because when you're going, uh, you know, one of nine from the floor, uh, confidence is the first word that's coming to your mind. I'm trying to do the, you know, don't do math on the air, right, Gordon? Uh, but let's see here. Uh, a 12 George Niang, Jordan Clarkson, and Mike Conley had 12 makes from three in, let's see here, 11, 15 attempts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not bad. That's amazing. I don't make, any, I don't make anybody <laughs> feel good about himself. <laughs> that is red hot shooting. And they, they all didn't play 10 minutes. They only played in the first half. Con uh, let's see. Conley only played 16 minutes. Clarkson 14 and George Niang, 15. So, I mean, it's amazing. that's an amazing amount of production for those three from three in that short amount of time in the first half. It's no wonder they were up 16. Yeah. And when you, when you say it was, he had 13 shots. I mean, he had 13 points in 15 minutes. Yep. That's not bad. That's what you I need from him. I don't care who you're talking yep. about. That's what you need from him, no doubt. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, we'll have more sound from the locker room coming up next. We want to remind, remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final, the, the Mavericks beat the Jazz 122-114 to 114, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. They fall to the Dallas Mavericks 122 to 114. 
Jake Scott, Gordon Monson with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. We'll get you more post-game sound coming up here momentarily. But, Gordon, let's take a look at your master of the glass for this afternoon's game, brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Flight Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader with all proceeds benefiting the neighborhood house. This is going to be kind of a, a funny Master of the Glass today, Gordon, because it's it's usually always Rudy Gobert, right? Not, you know, 99 times out of 100 with this Jazz team. And it still is Rudy Gobert who had five rebounds. <laughs> Not usually the total with Rudy. Although uh, Tony Bradley also had five rebounds in 15 minutes coming in off the bench. Well, it's like you said, when you're a master of the glass, is usually Rudy Gobert, and he's not out on the floor. Well, I mean, that's a little bit of a problem. It, he would have been really dominant in that regard had he stayed. And Tony Tony Bradley rebounded really well for those minutes that he was in there. You know, Gordon, uh, Royce O'Neal only had four boards in 14 minutes in, in this one, uh, one offensive rebound. But uh, specifically against Denver, I'd have to look back up. I think he had 11 against Denver. He has really been rebounding the ball very, very well. And uh, I was talking uh, off the air with, uh, I think we were talking, I was talking to Hans about this, that the Jazz just don't have a rebounder outside of Rudy, as you're pointing out there. And so if Royce can make up that slack. I think that's a big deal, even if today's game wasn't an example of that. Well, he understands what the team needs uh, from him. And, uh, yeah, that's and then the reason he, he knows that is because he's had to know it or else he wouldn't be playing. The Jazz actually out-rebounded the Mavericks today, Gordon, 38-34 to and 11-4 to on the offensive glass. Surprised me a little bit. Although I, yeah. I suppose it's not like this particular version of the Mavericks is a real dominant rebounding team anyway. Boban had nine boards. Oh, your guy. My guy. I love, I love the way you love him. Oh, dude, he's the best. <laughs> I, love Bo, I love me some Boban. He needs to make it to the Jazz one of these days so I can cover that guy. <laughs> I, hey, careful. Uh, you don't want to necessarily get fined. Uh, oh, my tampering? Is that tampering yeah, that I want yeah. the, the super villain on the Jazz team? Okay. I won't do yeah, that. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Yeah, he might be uh, He might be listening to you at any time. Yeah. Hey. But, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Boban more often. How about that? Is that still tampering? Is that that's still not good? Uh, but the Jazz did do well on the glass uh, this afternoon, all things considered. And you say with the with these kind of, you know, I don't want to say fringe players because that sounds so mean, but kind of back of the roster type players. You mentioned that defense is a way they can get on the floor. Uh, I would say rebounding probably not a bad way to get on the floor either. Well, I've always considered rebounding part of defense. That's just me. I mean, I just well, you've got to tell us just... about the this being implied, Gordon. Well, I, fill us it, in. Well. Rebounding is defense, isn't it? Yeah, but Grayson Allen was the one you told to go out there and play defense. He's not getting any rebounds. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're waiting for be. Grayson Allen to be a good rebounder, you're going to be waiting a while. I know, but see, Grayson, you and I talked about this the other day from the very uh, well-respected uh, Jerry Sloan uh, wanting that out of guards. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. I I consider rebounding maybe a little bit of a separate issue. I see what you're getting at, though. Rebounding's important. 
I think it's pretty important. To, I think it is defensive. Well, obviously, if it's an offensive board, it's not. But it's certainly a big part of getting a, a coach's attention. So, anyway. All right, let's go back to Orlando, where uh, Jarrell Brandley is speaking with the media. All right, we're going to go ahead and get started here with these questions. Uh, we'll have the first question will be from David James, KUTV. Jarrell, I'm curious, what do you know now that you didn't know uh, two weeks ago, having played uh, some NBA games? In what way? What have you learned from these games? What have you learned being out there on the floor in an NBA contest and, and getting more minutes? What have you picked up? Um, I mean, you know, things I felt like I knew before, you know, you just got to stay locked in. You know, it's a lot of talented guys on that court. So got to make sure that you guard, you know, guard at a high level and, um, you know, like I said, it was things I already knew, but just being being helpful on your on the offensive end as well. Okay, next question will be from Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Jarrell, you got you know a few minutes a few days ago, and then you've increasingly seen some more minutes on the court uh, with Mie, especially the two of you, and you've got a lot of praise from teammates and Quinn Snyder. And I'm I'm wondering how confident are you kind of in your place and your ability to possibly play minutes in a high-pressure situation like a playoff game? I would, I would say I'm very comfortable. I'm confident, comfortable and confident. Um, but I know it takes time. You know, I got a lot of guys ahead of me, you know, that I can learn from. You know, the coaches believe in me, and I think with that, it gives me more confidence. But, um, you know, taking things day by day. You know, um, they throw me out there. I want to make sure I focus on the little things before I get ahead of myself. And I know everything else will take care of it, so. Uh, we're going to go back to a follow-up from Sarah Todd then. Thank you. Drill, what has, what has been like the feedback that you've gotten from the coaching staff and then also encouragement or feedback from the players and how has that differed? Um, just be myself. I think, you know, every day out here, you know, and we get to learn each other more. I think the guys are getting comfortable with me. You know, I know it takes time um, as well as the coaches, you know, I think, they're allowing me to, you know, be comfortable with, with, within my role, but, you know, be confident in myself. So it means a lot, you know, going into the next um, session, the next game, the next opportunity. No matter when it comes, you know, I, I know that the coaching staff and the players that I'm on the court with believe in me. So um, I just try to build off that. Okay. And we have a last question here. It's from Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Jarrell, has Quinn or, or the team talked at all about difference from when they're trying to win games and when, when they're actively not trying to win games and playing different players? I mean, I think we try to win every every time we step on the court. Um, you know, and I think uh, if you're getting that, you know, they're playing the younger guys more or, the, you know, the guys who don't usually play, I think that's just um, coaches, you know, understanding that maybe we might, you know, we might need one of us. Um, and I may be wrong, but I think, you know, you got to, we got to win by committee. Um, and this is a, this is a great team. Um, you know, opportunity comes. I think if we win some of those games, I think it's a little different. I don't, I don't think that's the question. But at the same time, you know, I think, like I said, every time we step on the court, I think we want to win a game. And we fell short the two times that we had opportunities to win. So I think for me and the rest of the guys who don't usually play, I think that, you know, um, something we'll, that will hold, our, hold dear to our hearts, try to find ways to be better if that opportunity ever comes again. Okay, so we actually do now have Kristen Kenny with us. Jazz TV, she'll be asking you the real last question. <laughs> Sorry, guys, it was, I was on the other link. Jarrell, uh, coach has commented on just your ability to defend multiple matchups. 
what has that process been like for you and the most important thing for you when you're coming and trying to play jazz defense? I just want to be the best me within the system. You know, uh, I want a guard, you know, and I want to be able to be versatile defensively, you know, or whenever, whenever the opportunity may come on the court as, uh, in any option or any opportunity. So, uh, you know, it means a lot that coach even sees it in me that I can, you know, guard multiple positions. But that's one of the things I try to pride myself on, you know, not letting the, the, the opposite team, you know, score on me easily. So day by day, you know, I'll continue to grow and I'll continue to learn better ways to become better in myself and help my team ultimately. All right, that was Jarrell Brantley, who certainly struggled offensively. He was talking about his defense right there, Gordon, but he was one of seven from the field, one of six from three. He had three points, three boards, an assist. He did have a block, three turnovers. That's rough, but was uh, minus 26 in his 23 minutes on the floor. <laughs> Man, you got to – I mean, that, <laughs> minus 26? I mean, to be fair, I mean, it was an epic collapse there at the uh, in the fourth quarter when that 16-point uh, lead was eventually erased. So if you happen to be on the floor during that po- that time, <laughs> your plus-minus is probably not looking real good. No, that's not, uh, that's not something that uh, is going to earn you a, a bunch of minutes. Uh, but uh, he was in a weird circumstance, and I think everybody knew what that was about. Yeah, but so. the defense during that circumstance was not terrific. In fact, the defense <laughs> overall was not terrific. And Dallas shot 56.5% from the field. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 27 points on only 15 shots. Yeah. He was 11 yeah. of 15. He only shot two free throws, too. That's incredible. That's like the most efficient game I've ever seen. And he was playing well with some of the bigger names uh, out on the floor as well. So, uh, yeah, that didn't, that didn't probably please uh, Quinn a whole lot. You know those those annoying uh, Energizer Bunny commercials back in the, what, 80s and yeah. 90s? You know, keeps uh-huh. going and going and going and going. Isn't that yeah. the... Perfect analogy for J.J. Barea's career. <laughs> well, so you look at J.J. and you're like, you're 5'1", and somehow you've scratched <laughs> out an incredibly long NBA career and somehow seem to play well each and every single time you play the Utah Jazz. Yeah, if he had played against the Jazz every time, he would have been an, uh, a, a perennial all-star. He had 18-8 and eight today in 26 <laughs> minutes. It just it doesn't matter what the circumstance is. It doesn't matter who's on the floor. When he plays against the Jazz, he hurts them. <laughs> it's, it's really wild. And he, he seems to just stick and stick. He even signed that deal in Minnesota when it was a complete and, – and it didn't go well. I don't want to say complete failure, but it didn't go well. And, bam, ends up back with Dallas, p- putting up big games on the Jazz. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it is that is happening on the floor that enables him to do that. I mean, well, he's had – obviously, he's had some opportunities to, to, to beat up on Jazz uh, point guards. Let's see. Uh, five, he's 5'10 five, on 180 pounds. And it's probably closer. Well, I mean, they're not lying about that anymore. They're not permitting that. So that's, he must be. I wouldn't be surprised if he was closer to 5'9. Let's see here. Do you know what year was his rookie year? Uh, that would be, what, 2005, 06? 06, 07. Oh six oh seven. Oh six oh seven. Incredible. He's been in the league for a long, long time. What are the odds somebody who's five ten makes it in the NBA for that amount of time and played a a key role on a championship team? Yeah, that's right. Uh, he's an inspiration to short guys everywhere. Seriously, 
just making it happen. So, in another good game against the Jazz. All right. Because, uh, because quite frankly, 5-10 in the NBA is more like 5-4 in general living. Oh, yeah, maybe even shorter. Speaking of which, this is really random. I watched a terrible movie over the weekend, but it happened to have uh, Melissa Ronch in it. Do you know who she is? She's uh, Bernadette from The Big Bang Theory. And and this movie, she happened to be with Meryl Streep. And we're watching them walk side by side in this movie. And Meryl (laughs) Streep is just dwarfing this woman. And Meryl Streep, she ain't that tall. And she (laughs) she is just dwarfing this woman. So we Googled it. And Melissa Ronch is 4'10". Wow. Four foot ten. Whew. That's that's not tall. Oh, she would uh she would make uh, JJ feel pretty good. Yeah. About, you know, how Maybe they needed to be is. introduced. Wait, isn't I think JJ, his girl, I think it's like a former Miss Universe or something. Oh really? I think uh, so. Or at very least Miss Brazil. Is he Miss again, Universe? I'm looking again. at Austin shaking his head. Miss Universe, yeah. Again, the man is an inspiration. Everything comes up JJ. <laughs> And he's probably made a pretty good amount of money over those years oh, being around so long. He signed a great deal with Minnesota. I can't remember exactly what it was, but parlaying that good play in the playoffs and that championship, he signed a sweet deal. I'll have to, I'll have to Google his career earnings. Maybe I'll do that during yeah. the break. All right, we want to remind you to go where love takes you uh, in the all-new redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up right around the corner, uh, we'll put a bow on this one. We'll get Gordon's final thoughts on the Jazz loss to the Mavericks, 122-114 to 114 here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Your final from the bubble in Orlando today, the Jazz fall to the Mavericks, 122-114. to 114. Boy, Gordon, who knew we'd get into a real in-depth conversation in the break about taxes of all things? That was <laughs> that was sure fun. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's take a look at your three-point takeover, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than eighty years. The Jazz, Gordon, set a regulation three-pointers made franchise record with twenty-one. They were twenty-one of forty-six. 45.7%. Of course, they set the actual franchise record against the Nuggets with 22 uh, on Saturday, Gordon. But, of course, that was a double overtime game. But Jazz shooting much, much better from three. And we talked about this in the pregame. I think it has a lot, of do, a lot to do with the type of threes they're shooting. They kind of messed around with the off-the-bounce three a little bit for the first few games in the bubble. Uh, it looks like they've more or less scrapped that. They took a couple tonight. They only took one against the Nuggets, but for the most part, they're getting catch-and-shoot open looks. And Jordan Clarkson was the best uh, example of that today. He got a couple where there was nobody in the same county as Jordan Clarkson, and he just knocked him right down with confidence. Yeah, and there's a couple things. That, that uh, goes back to what we were saying about whatever team the Jazz play in the playoffs in that first round. You know, teams that can jam them up in this regard, and you mentioned the Rockets because of their switching and whatnot, it seems to create some problems in getting those kinds of open looks, especially the players who who you want to get the open looks, right? And so that's that's something to keep in mind because the Jazz have, have done much better when they are, are playing like that. My takeaway from this game, Jake, essentially is that the players that the Jazz wanted to play well did play well. And that's all they had to do. The sc- forget about the score. 
doesn't matter. It usually does, but it didn't here. But Rudy Gobert played well when he was on the floor. Mike Conley played well when he was on the floor. You mentioned Jordan Clarkson. He played well on the when he was on the floor. Joe Ingles played well when he was on the floor. Uh, and George Niang played well when he was on the floor. The bonuses of certain players beyond that playing well when they were on the floor is just kind of getting guys some, as Quinn said, get their feet wet. That's what they were doing. But the Jazz wanted these guys. They want these guys moving in a positive direction beyond what the score is. And usually it's about the score, but not today. Not today because, the frankly, the situation is so convoluted in the standings. You know, people are out there accusing the Jazz of, you know, losing games on purpose. I get it. You know, they didn't look like they were really going for broke uh, against Dallas. But I, I truly think that has more to do with health than it does anything else because there's just so much out of their control, Gordon. I mean, right. it, you know, the, there are so many different scenarios that can play their way out. We, we broke them down with, with Locke. I mean, from two to eight, we have no clue how that's going to, to basically happen. And there's so many intertwined games in your Western Conference record all of a sudden matters, and it's just, it's just a mess. So, I mean, if you think that they're trying to lose to play Denver, um, that would be foolish because they have very little control over that. Right. This thing is all fluid right now. They could end up playing the Clippers. They could end up playing the Rockets. They could end up playing the Thunder, uh, who and you know, or the Nuggets, as you mentioned. Yep. It's it's all up in the air right now, and we don't know what those teams are going to do and who's going to shift into what spot. And we don't know it. Neither do the Jazz. And the Jazz don't play on the last day either, so that that's out of their control. After their season is over, there are going to be other games that will determine their outcome. So, and they have one no. game left. Some teams have three games left. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's just really nothing that they can do. So uh, the the get to the playoffs healthy thing is is 100 percent smart because they're not beating anybody if Donovan Mitchell isn't 100 percent. One thing we don't do know is what time that game is going to start right on Thursday. Did we ever figure that out? Uh, according to Google, still 4:30. <laughs> now let me see if let me see if uh, ESPN here has. Uh, has updated their game time. CJ yet. Googled it, but uh, we're not sure that that is the absolute time. Well, when, when Google appears to be the only source that has <laughs> any idea what time the game starts, I just don't know. Usually, you know, Google, I'm sure they do find work. Okay, so uh, ESPN has updated. So they've got 430 as well on TNT. Okay. So right, that, that seems official. And uh, pregame, right. of course, will begin at 330. And that should mean that uh, you're with me for pregame, Gordon. On Thursday, are you excited? Always. Why I, wouldn't I be? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't. What was your opinion going into today's post game? Were you fired up? Were you excited about it? Oh no, I was dragging butt. <laughs> <laughs> How very honest of you. <laughs> no, no, no. I always love it. It's fun. It's fun to be able to talk about things that are actually happening on the floor. Heck yeah, I could not agree more. I uh, want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final from the bubble. The Mavericks beat the Jazz 122-114. to 114. As we mentioned, their next game will be Thursday against the Spurs. It'll start at 4.30. Pre-game will begin at 3.30. Gordon, how about we uh, kick off a, a short big show coming up next? What do you think? You got a, you got we'll a not it. sports ready to roll? Should, is we, that should really, we lead off the show with the not sports? Because this is, is that, about is that, what time it is. Is that really the way you want to start things out? As opposed to the other things no. that are out there to talk about today? Yeah. 
Yeah, was that, let's, let's was start that Austin with, that just piped in. It was, I believe. Uh, yeah, we'll start it with we'll start it with the not sports. Report. I quit. All right, we'll get to that uh, <laughs> coming up. Uh, this has been your Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network.